0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. Thank you for making us part of your day each and every day, my friends. Um, Guys, so massive day in college basketball tonight. You've got Ole Miss at South Carolina. You've got North Carolina hosting Clemson. My team, the Florida Gators, is among the last four teams in the tournament. They are an 11 seed. The last four buys in the tournament – go to Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Virginia. They're all 10 seeds. So how close is Clemson to the cut line, right? Well, right now, Clemson is an 8 seed. So still some room to go in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. The Gamecocks still somewhat disrespected. Number 15 in the AP poll. What would that tell you th- this, their seeding would be? Number 15 team is a four seed. In Joe Lenardi's bracketology, they're a six. The, uh, the Gamecocks cannot shake the disrespect. Clemson gets a one seed tonight. The spread caused a laugh from Diesel as we discussed this in a commercial break. Um, and so I'm going to ask you guys this question. All right, Diesel laughed. Why do you think Diesel laughed? Because Diesel's throwing the house and then some on UNC in this one. The line is UNC minus six and a half points tonight. Is this easy? Is this elegant? If you're a Clemson fan, would you advise betting on Clemson and that six and a half points? Or would you not touch this if it was Clemson favored by 16 points, not six? At UNC, tough game. UNC motivated, hungry, especially after that loss to Georgia Tech. The wheels, admittedly now, coming off a little bit for Clemson. Um, and, you know, like now, all those fans who said, Mark, this happens every year, it's, it's kind of happening. The wheels are coming off. I can't defend what I am seeing any longer. Um, the, the Clemson Tigers have lost six of their last nine games, all right? Only wins over Boston College, Florida State, Louisville. None of those teams are going to make the tournament, all right? And Clemson is really struggling. You know, you consider where they are and what their projected record is to be to end the season. Um, They've got 10 games remaining beginning tonight and going up until March 9th, 10 games remaining Teamrankings.com says they're going to go seven and three in these games, says they're going to make the tournament with no problem, says they're a 98% chance to get into the tournament. I don't know about that. You know tonight looks like a probable L. What is what is Saturday at Syracuse? What's uh, you don't think Miami's capable of beating Clemson? Clemson beat him earlier this year, but a lot of these games are suddenly looking tricky from a Clemson Tigers standpoint. And you now have a fan base that is waiting for the other to shoe to come off. And they've said to me, Mark Ryan, we've told you, the shoe falls off on this team every single year. We choke away a berth every single year. And I call that kind of belief toxic. Okay, I do. I think it's toxic. The team sees it. It's toxic to the team. But that is the prophecy that is unfolding right now. And it's, you know, the only win recently has been Louisville. That's a really bad team. Clemson tried to choke that one away. Here we go. North Carolina tonight. You win this game, guys. You win this game. There's no more question. You win this game, and you can say on February 6th that Brad Brunell has come back. Might some of you Clemson fans actually not want Clemson to win this game? Do you find that you are caught in a pickle in terms of not sure what to want, not sure what to hope? Is that where you're at if you're a Clemson fan? The Renewal by f- uh, Fan Phone, 844. The Renewal by Anderson Fan Phone, I'm sorry, 844 That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E is the number. Uh, Diesel. You like UNC massively tonight? I do. Not a
2: competitive game? Uh, no, I don't see it as a competitive game. I mean, Clemson has not played well against teams that are better than them this season. Uh, they've, they lost to Duke. Um, they are losing games now down the stretch, hand over fist. You get into the meat of the ACC schedule, and this team has shown that they are not up to the task of, of the extremely hot start that they had to begin the season with. And I just see this team floundering down the stretch. And, and man, if this thing keeps going the way that it's, that it's going, the way that I think it's going to go, which, is, which I think is going to be a, an ugly loss on the road at North Carolina tonight, you may be staring at another NIT berth.
1: Eight seed is where they are. 11 seed is the lowest bid. If you're a Clemson fan, how do you feel heading into tonight? Texter says, put Wiggins on the bench and start Clark. Also, P.J. has got to stop taking so many threes if they're not falling. And they haven't been falling of late. Um, you know, look, I like to say Clemson's got a beauty in the beast. P.J. Hall's the beauty. Ian Shefflin is the beast. They both play their roles. They both play their roles well. Ian Shefflin essentially averages a double-double. Nine and a half points, nine and a half rebounds. P.J., just around 20 points a game, seven rebounds, two blocks a game. But it continues to jack up the three, and he's only doing so at a 30% clip. It's not a great shot for him at, uh, at this point in his career. Chauncey Wiggins, meanwhile, uh, who's drawn the ire of our uh, a texter on the show. Yeah, not good. Uh, shooting 34% uh, from three, 44% from the line, but averaging just seven points a game. This is a team that needs more from that position. You just need more. Let's go to the phones, and Rich, our buddy Rich in Chicago, joins us next. National caller, local show. Great to have you, Rich. What's good, my friend?
3: Hey, Mark, I didn't want to mess up the topic. I was going to give this little quick thing. It isn't really about the Bears. It's about the NFL draft and what I've heard from several reliable sources. Uh, I mean, straight from Alice Hall, because you know, everybody here is very interested in what they're going to do with Justin Fields. The, the story on the inside is they, the phone is ringing off the hook, and they're talking to five te- up to five teams that are willing to give them a Carolina Panthers deal like last year. And my first question there probably would be yours. Is what team has ever passed up two consecutive first picks and not picked a quarterback? This
1: never happened. So, it's so let happened. me ask you this, Rich: um, yeah. Is the right call to take a QB? Is the right call to trade Justin Fields? What's the right call for the Bears?
3: I actually will surprise you. I think they should keep him. He's got one year I left on the rookie. So yeah, one year left on the rookie contract, and uh, the defense is outstanding. Which is going to help the offense, and when you take a look at, they've got five picks in the top fifty-two. Now, they need a receiver, an offensive tackle, an edge rusher. You know, they get a lot of holes, even though they've improved significantly. They're young. You know, they're not as young as the Packers, but they're very young. And you know, the guy who built the Bears into the eighty-five Bears, the general manager, had an attitude of to win. And many people think this. I believe this. You draft from the inside out. You draft offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and you dominate. The, you know the line of scrimmage. That's kind of the first priority. And you you obviously sprinkle in skill guys. But look at how many receivers can be picked up in the late rounds, and the third, fourth, fifth rounds, and do extremely well. There's a, there's just a long list which we don't need to get into. I. I would never give away that, or excuse me, I would never draft Caleb Williams. And you're going to hear it first. I think Caleb Williams, and I know most people don't believe in this, but SC, Ohio State, there's a legacy of guys that are coming out that were can't-miss guys. And both schools, and I guess you could put Florida in there too, but there's some schools that have dominant quarterbacks because it's so much easier to play at that level. Receivers are open. The windows are bigger, and then you put them on the under the hot lights. They don't. Not that they'll be a bust. Caleb Williams will not be a bust. Caleb Williams will be another Dak Prescott. Now, do you really think you're going to win the Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Obviously, haven't yet. No. And if you want to draft Caleb Williams, you're going to get another Dak Prescott. And I think people are so enamored with because he's. On his stats and his performance in a weak Pac-12, historically, he, he didn't do much for me. I, I'll, I'll keep fields, I'll fill gaps, and the Bears are going to be outstanding. The Bears could be a legitimate playoff team next year with all their draft.
1: Hey, buddy, thank you so thank you so much yeah. for the phone call, Rich. I truly do uh, I truly do appreciate that. It is it is crazy the uh, the amount of uh, of national you know national listeners that are now tuning into the local show. I love it, you know, um, and it's an honor for that to happen, and it's great to hear from Rich. And you know, look, uh, I said the other day, do not be surprised if you remember what I said. The Bears keep Justin Fields. Rich thinks they could do just that. It's what I would do, you know. You got a capable quarterback. You can get a King's Ransom. You want to build the next San Francisco? You're g- you can get the draft picks to do that, okay? Build around Justin Fields. You know, if there was this surefire bonafide star, I'd draft him. But guys, even Trevor Lawrence, who was supposed to be that guy, hasn't been great. You know, if you can guarantee me I'm going to get a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen, great. But I, I just, you know, are you convinced Drake May's that guy? Caleb Williams already saying, hey, look, man, might force my way to Washington, D.C., commanders, doesn't want to play for the uh, Bears. Like, who is he to be making any demands at all? What did he do in college? What did he do this, this last season? You know, like, I, I just, I'm kind of over it. I'm really kind of over it, uh, especially at, uh, at this level. Also, guys, South Carolina against Mississippi coming your way tonight. South Carolina and, you know, two programs that have kind of been, not kind of, have certainly been an afterthought on the college basketball front come to tonight's game, Colonial Life Arena, with a combined record of 37-7. and South Carolina 19-3, and Ole Miss 18-4. and Ole Miss a 10 seed, one of the last four teams in. Ole Miss looking for that, um, that victory that gets them off the bubble. This could be it. How about it, Gamecock fans? Beating you is now a big win. Think about I mean, how, how amazing is that? You are now the surefire team to get into the dance. You are now the team that would have to have the wheels fall off for you to make it. And I don't see it happening. Do you? Now, it's tough to beat a team that's playing for its life. Ole Miss could come to CLA and clip you tonight. I don't see it happening. I mean, I, like, when, I, when I consider what South Carolina's done, what they continue to do moving forward, winners of five in a row, winners of six out of seven, winners, good gosh, four, five, six, winners of 12 out of 14 games, 12 of the last 14 games, the South Carolina Gamecocks, including the last five, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, and underrated Georgia. And then you look at the upcoming schedule. You got Vanderbilt after this game. Okay, then you got Auburn. But then you have LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Florida. You got a run of bubble teams there towards the end of the season before you close it against Tennessee at home and at Mississippi State. Guys, look, you're, you're South Carolina. You win this game. Can you imagine looking up at a Gamecocks team that is nine and 9-2 in the SEC? I mean, this Lamont Paris, man. Unbelievable the buy in that he's been able to get on this team overnight. How can you not be absolutely jacked by what he's done and, and this matchup moving forward? What, what's your score tonight, by the way? What are your scores? Ole Miss, South Carolina, Clemson, and UNC. Hit us on the text line 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. Up next, they're calling it the deal to save baseball. My name's Mark Ryan. He's Diesel. And you're listening to Offsides right here on the Fan Upstate.
2: Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. We also are willing to go the extra mile for you, P1s, you offsides, hardcore listeners, to get the best, most accurate, most scientific ways to predict the winner of the upcoming Super Bowl. But I need your help in the implementation of this scientific process on Friday. Diddy is going to come into the studio, and he's going to race me at a no-hands-eating of a roll of of fruit by the foot. See, we're, I would have Mark race me, but he can't eat anything but, like, sticks, twigs, and bark right now. So he can't have this. But Diddy no said, I am absolutely way. willing to come in and race you. I'll have, well, we don't know which teams we're going to be uh, playing on behalf of right now, but one of us will have a yellow fruit by the foot that will represent the San Francisco 49ers since their color, their color is gold. And one of us will have a red fruit by the foot. We're going to, uh, we're going to uh, unroll the fruit by the foot, put our hands behind our back, and race to see who can pull the entire foot of fruit by the foot into our mouths, and that will decide, that will determine who is going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to do this on Friday, but here's the problem. I've been to multiple stores, and I can't find fruit by the foot. Like, it's out there. It still exists. I can order it on Amazon, but I'm not positive that it's going to get here in time. It's Prime, you know? So, I need your help. P1s, if you are going to a grocery store, At some point this evening or this afternoon, it'd be great if you were doing it before the show was over at 7 o'clock. If you're going into a Walmart, if you're going into an Ingalls, if you're going into wherever, go to the candy aisle and see if they've got fruit by the foot. That's the only product that will work, is fruit by the foot. If they have it, report back to us before the show is over and let us know. That way, I can go get it this evening and make sure, be positive, that we're going to be able to pull this scientific... Uh, research off
1: there you go my friends let's do it let's do it together all right give us a ring on the renewal by anderson fan phone 844-326-3663 that's 844-f-a-n-f-o-n-e or hit us on the text line 71307 just start your text with the word fan and away you go while i'm here also want to remind you of another promotion we're doing man we are bringing it back because it was massive a few short years ago Uh, Mark Ryan crashes your Super Bowl party and uh, I am graciously accepting your invitations for my wife and I to crash your Super Bowl get-together. All you need to do is text us the address that you'll be at, uh, the house that you'll be at, the address, etc., location, or call in and give it to Diesel. Diesel will pass it on to me and uh, what my wife and I will do. Uh, She just had her birthday yesterday. What we'll do is we'll put the addresses on little slips of paper like post-it notes, put them in a hat, we'll draw out uh, two or three, and we'll go. We'll go. And uh, so you never know. We're not going to to announce where we're going. But if you say, Mark, I'd love to have you and your wife at our Super Bowl get together. Doesn't matter if it's three people or 30 there. Uh, If you want to extend the invite, we appreciate it. We'll put the address in the hat. We'll draw two or three. And you just might be getting a knock on the door from your favorite or least favorite sports radio show host. One of the two, okay? The guy who damages your ears on a daily basis. I hope you haven't found that to be true, by the way. You know, you you listen to this show, Mark. uh, My my doctor says my hearing is sustaining damage, listening to you day in and day out. I hope that's not the case. Hey, on uh, ESPN.com's Bubble Watch, They've got uh, Clemson listed in the ACC in the work still to do. They say North Carolina's the only lock. They say Duke should be in. South Carolina is also in the same category as Duke, if you can believe it, should be in category. For Clemson, it says work still to be done. They highlight the fact here that uh, Clemson has hit on just 30% of its threes in conference play. And uh, the opponents, their opponents have gotten uh, offensive rebounds on 44 percent of their missed shots. How about that? So only fifty-six percent of the time when the opponent misses, is Clemson getting the rebound? Thirty percent of their threes in conference play, five and seven over their last twelve games. That that uh, record is slip, 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 sliding away from uh, from Clemson right now. So what are our scores for tonight's games? What do we think is going to happen? I will go UNC tonight, 80-69 to 69 over Clemson. All right? And I will go South Carolina, 72, Ole Miss, 66. You Clemson fans, you know why the, uh, the anger towards Brad Brownell has reached a fever pitch lately? It's reached a fever pitch, man, because... You guys know the Gamecocks got you here. Lamont Paris is better in year two than Brad Brownell is in year 14. And that cuts deep, doesn't it? It hurts you. <laughs> I get it. Believe me. It's no fun, you know, and, and it's no fun. And, again, you guys got the win in football this year. You got the win in basketball. But, you know, like when, when your rival has a chance to get you in bo- at both, that's never fun. Every year it seems that Florida loses to Florida State in basketball. They lose to football and vice versa. That's not, a, that's not a double dip you want to make, my friends. So what are your scores tonight? I'm going Clemson 80, UNC 60, I mean uh, UNC 80, Clemson 69, South Carolina 72, Ole Miss 76. What would you say? Texter, by the way, says Diesel, would four rolls of fruit by the fourth of a foot work? How about that? Texter says, Ingalls has them. Of course, Ingalls has them. Ingalls has everything. We've got to go check it out. Texter says, uh, Fruit by the Foot is on the cereal aisle with the fr- fruit snacks. Uh, Texter says, Hey, Mark, you and Angela are welcome to come to our Super Bowl party. Uh, we are at this address. And she says, this is April Mosley. This is the party April Mosley will be at. Or maybe it's not April Mosley, but we're welcome to come. Uh, thank you so very, very much for the invite. I really, really do appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Diesel's getting some ideas on the uh, fruit by the foot for our little challenge. I will be the MC of this. By the way, Diesel's right. Guys, um, long story short, I'll keep this quick because who the hell wants to hear about my digestive issues? But uh, I had an upper endoscopy. It showed, like, gastritis. Right, Like some inflammation on the stomach lining. They said it's usually due to allergies, like things I'm eating or taking or whatever. And so they said, why don't you try an elimination diet? So because my wife is an angel and a saint for the last 10 days, and this is day eight, guys. And um, the hardest part about this for me, honestly, has been like, it's like put me in a bad mood. You know, it's just like, you don't realize what food does to your mood. But I am wrapping up now day eight, tomorrow's day nine, and Thursday's day ten. It doesn't end then, but I can start integrating some normal foods back after that point. Guys, this is day eight of nothing but the following. Bison, lamb, brown rice, sweet potatoes, and pear. I can't add salt. I can't add sauce. I can't do anything. Okay? Those five things... Are all my wife and I have eaten coming up on the end of eight days? I've lost nine pounds in eight days doing this. And I think half of it is that you don't feel like eating anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just kind of Oscar the Grouch up in here up in here, and you don't feel like eating anymore. So um, you know, every day before the show begins, I, I give myself a little pep talk. I don't want to come off like <laughs> I don't want to come off, come off like a crab apple to you guys but I feel like that internally right now. It sucks.
2: It sucks. But there's a lot of people out there it's... saying mess me up and force me to eat only bison for 10 days. <laughs> not with no sauce. Diesel. Not bison with no is incredible. Sauce, no,
1: it's not bad. It tastes a lot like beef diesel. You know, I, yeah. I don't really <laughs> taste the difference. I don't really taste the difference. Um, lamb tastes like farts. So, um, you know, if if that's if that's your jam, that's what you're into. Yeah, we were and feeding like, our look, dog a
2: lamb a lamb dog food and it started coming out of his pores and he smelled like lamb and it was gross. Like what is what it about lamb pores? that just comes right out of your pores? Oh god, it's rancid.
1: And like sweet potatoes are good, but like normally you'd make like sweet potato fries or you know, you know, olive oil or salt or seasoning of some kind. You can't can't use any of that. None of it. So it's just like, "Hey, honey, do you want bison and rice? Or do you want lamb and sweet potatoes? And look at what we have. Should I bring out the dessert tray? What's on it? A pear. Enjoy. Eight days of that. Can you tell why can you tell why I'm fit to be tied? I'm not the Mark Ryan to be messed with right about now. <laughs> All right, Texter says, "Mark Ryan, give me UNC 84 to70. And South Carolina 76 to 72. 76 to 72. Uh, let's see here. A texter says, Sorry, it might help to know who is inviting y'all. Uh, this is Chad and Holly Sterling. Thank you so much, Chad and Holly Sterling. It's great to hear from you guys. Thank you so very much for the invites. And uh, we're going to do the same thing, guys. If we. Um, If we end up showing up at your Super Bowl shindig, keep in mind we're like Angela and I got to hit a few of these. Um, So we won't be staying for like the whole thing, but we'd love to come by and say hi. And if we end up not showing up to yours, it didn't mean we chose somebody else. It means that we just didn't draw your address out of the hat. That's it. Okay. That's the only thing that means. Uh, Okay. My friends, 844-326-3663 is the number. This is amazing, guys. Um, Kansas City's Bobby Witt signed an 11-year deal worth $288 million that could be worth as much as 14 years, $378 million. So he's getting $26 million a year. And if there's three years added to the deal, the remaining three years will be $30 million a pop. Okay, so, okay, Mark, we see big deals in Major League Baseball all the time. Why are you saying this could be the deal to save baseball? Because prior to now, the Kansas cities of the world had to wave goodbye to this guy. You know, and he is, by all accounts, an incredible player. Uh, 30 home runs, 90 RBI, 49 stolen bases, shortstop, right? Like the very, very exceedingly rare, especially especially today, five-tool player. Kansas City could draft that guy. Kansas City could develop that guy. But then that guy in the past, Bobby Witt, would give his agent a list of team names. And he'd say, hey, how about uh, the Yankees? How about the Astros? How about the Cubs? How about the Red Sox? How about these teams? Because they know those teams can pay. How about the Dodgers? They know those teams will pay. Well, this time around, they're not doing that. He stayed with Kansas City. It shows that Kansas City was able to scrounge up enough coins in their couch cushions to make this thing work. And folks, a bottom payroll has not won the World Series, okay, since 2003. A payroll toward the bottom of the standings, okay, has not won since 2003. The 2015 World Series... The same Kansas City Royals against the Mets, thirteenth ranked payroll, eighteenth ranked payroll. Twenty sixteen Cubs and Indians. Cubs were number five. The Indians were number eighteen. Cubs won. Okay, so you're seeing the highest, the higher payroll uh, is two and zero thus far. In twenty seventeen, the Astros number seventeen defeated the Dodgers number one. There's the first time that happened. Twenty eighteen. The Red Sox, number one payroll, defeated the number three payroll. Uh, In 2019, the Nationals, number seven payroll, defeated the number eight payroll. In 2020, the number one payroll, the Dodgers, defeated the number 28 payroll, the Tampa Bay Rays. 2021, the number 10 payroll, Atlanta Braves, defeated the number five payroll, Astros. 2022, the uh, number eight payroll, Astros, defeated the number four payroll, Philadelphia Phillies. And then last year, the number four payroll Texas Rangers um, defeated the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, last year, um, and the Diamondbacks payroll was 21st last season. So you see, like, there is no track record of teams with a payroll below the middle of the pack winning this thing. It just doesn't happen. Last time it happened, 2003, Marlins, they were, I think, 26th. But it's just in the modern era, if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, if you're a Rays fan or a team like the Royals, there's been no hope. There's been no hope. I think this is fantastic. I mean, it's just, it's really fantastic for the game. It's fantastic that, you know, the revenue sharing has gotten to a point where teams like the Royals feel like they got a shot at a guy like Bobby Witt. And Bobby Witt at 23, they kind of gave him the, the Atlanta Braves typical deal. We'll give you a lot of money for under market value for a long period of time, and we will make you more wealthy than you could ever be. Would you make more money if you hit the open market? Yes, you would. But do you need more than $288 million in 11 years? How many people listening right now would settle for $1 million over the next 11 years? How many people listening? So you know, it becomes a smart business decision to removes the risk From the young player, Kansas City, Braves like move. They're calling it a deal that could help save baseball. The local star stays home. Good to see that another team besides Atlanta is able to pull off these kind of deals. All right, my friends. So if you can believe it, if college football is to be saved or corrected or fixed, it could resemble an ownership model not all that dissimilar from this. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Great to have you guys with us, man. Truly do appreciate you. Most interesting thing that I read today was some commentary from... Josh Pate, and then an article that corresponded with that from Clay Travis, and Clay Travis's ideas and his his prediction as an attorney himself that has been involved, you know, with college football for a long time. And, guys, all of the most intelligent people in and around the sport of college football right now are telling you how this is going to end up. The Big Ten and the SEC are going to end up breaking off, There's going to be a bunch of teams, Clemson likely one of them, scrambling to join the power group. This is going to be collectively bargained. Players are going to be employees. They're going to have contracts where they can't leave the school every year, every bloody year that they're doing right now. Do you realize, I mean, I didn't even know this. Diesel, this is nuts to me, man. You could right now have 10-year college graduate students still playing. And they're suing when that right is being taken away from them. And they're winning the lawsuits. This is why, like, you're hearing stories about, like, this guy's coming back for his seventh year and an eighth year. And now we have the COVID year and medical hardship year. And it's just a bunch of hooey. And because the NCAA doesn't want to deal with it, they just end up approving everything. So, you know, like, do you really want to see your 18-year-old quarterback going up against somebody who's 32, you know, I mean, like don't laugh. The, the NCAA is avoiding lawsuits to such a degree
2: that that's where we're headed. Have we seen another entity like the NCAA have all of its power stripped in this way? I mean, it's nuts that, you know, you would think you you would think an organization that has managed college college football or mismanaged, depending on uh, what you think of the NCAA, uh, who had the power to set its own rules for how it wanted to govern its sport, have every major rule dismantled by lawsuits as quickly as they have? It's insane.
1: It, this is absolutely insane. So how would this work? Well, the feeling is that there would have to be a central owner of some kind. Would it be a company? Would it be an entity? Right. Um, the belief is that if Roger Goodell, if the NFL started itself anew, right, that um, there, there would be a single owner and not all of these separate owners. The owners themselves have been a headache. The feeling is there could be a central commissioner and a central owner that invests billions of dollars in in the sports but guys, I mean, it, it, and that would resemble kind of what the UFC is, right? Or WWE is. You have a single owner under a single flag that controls and presides over the entire sports, right? That, that's, that's what we have right now. And the proof that the NCAA is going to have no future control over what goes on here is that they don't recognize the national championships currently. You don't believe me? Go look up Clemson's national championships. Okay, go look up under the official NCAA site a listing of Clemson's national championships. They don't honor Clemson's football national championships in the playoff era. and They don't do that in the BCS era. They don't do that. They're already saying this is an entity that is separate from us that we don't acknowledge and it floored me when i looked this up i'm like wait a minute the ncaa doesn't acknowledge our championships doesn't acknowledge this everyone else does how come the ncaa doesn't make a bigger deal out of the fact that these are illegitimate titles in their eyes you know if it happened under an umbrella they don't support right it's it's an app that is not supported but I thought, I thought this was interesting, guys, and I, I still continue to be bent that you and me and everyone else has to pay the way for these guys. Like, why are you and me paying salaries for anybody? I'm not doing that crap. I'm not paying anybody else's salary. you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm a working man like you're a working man. And, you know, you get pushback like, well, Mark, we're already paying their salaries. Any league you want, when you watch, when you go, yeah, indirectly. I can choose whether to pay. Okay, Um, when all of us before all of us got wise and started cutting the cord, ESPN, the television channel, cost everybody about a dollar and six cents a month. People started getting wise to that, and they said 75 percent of people don't watch ESPN. Why am I paying a dollar and six cents a month for something I don't watch? You know, the, the, the cable companies were pulling the wool over your eyes for like 30 years no one got wise to the fact, okay, I'm paying $0.30 cents for this channel, $0.60 cents for this channel, $1.06 for ESPN. I'm not watching this. Why am I paying $130 a month? This, doesn't, this just doesn't make any sense. You also have an NIL system that is paying college players more than pros. Nico Lamalieva of Tennessee is going to make $8 million this year. Brock Purdy is about to start in the Super Bowl. Is going to make $8 hundred thousand caitlin clark iowa you know how much money she's making in nil right now do you know that caitlin clark single-handedly responsible for knocking off the big bad gamecocks last year you know caitlin clark is a millionaire right now why would she go to the wnba to make less So you see, well, you're saying, well, Mark, what's the problem? We like our athletes in college basketball. She's going to be more famous in college basketball than she is in the WNBA. Not many people watch the WNBA. It's the only place in sports where it pays more to be a minor leaguer, okay, than it does to be in the big leagues. It's, like, it's just, it's absurd. Do you want a college sports where a billionaire can buy all the best players? Hey, guess what? Appalachian State's in the top ten every year. Why? Because uh, who is that country singer, Diesel? He had a platinum album. You know, now he's going to invest $100 million into Appalachian State Athletics. Luke Combs. And now, now App State has all the best four- and five-star players. Eric Church They're is also an it. App
2: State grad, but we don't recognize him because he's a turncoat who supports North Carolina. Oh, that is brutal. That, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough, Diesel.
1: You are in charge of setting up the CBA for these teams, ladies and gentlemen, offsiders. You are in charge for setting up the CBA for college football, the collective bargaining agreement. Diesel, do all eighty-five players get the same? Do you play quarterbacks more? What 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 kind of specifics are we looking at here? Um,
2: mm, that's a tough one. I, I think there. I think you have to break it down to. Um, ones and twos on the rosters get X threes and fours get Y everybody else like walk-ons and such get Z
1: and so it would be like what you started the season at if you started the season as a walk-on but you got better than the next year you could get more yeah I I presume
2: I presume unless there's some performance evaluation set up that changes your payout if you get elevated to a one or two on the roster? Guys, these are real discussions that are going to happen,
1: okay? And, you know, all I can tell you is this is going on and this is going on sooner than later. Um, You know, it's already begun with the Big Ten and the SEC joining forces. It's already begun and they're discussing how they want to run, run the operation moving forward. They're scared about legality. They're scared about having employees, right? They're, they're worried about a lot of these things, but it's where they're going. Do you pay the quarterbacks more? The best part about this is you might cringe at this, right? You might cringe at, at college athletes being employees. You can fire employees. How sweet would that be? You dropped three passes yesterday. I'm sorry that you're 19 years old, but you're off the team. We can't have guys that dropped three passes yesterday. Your kicker misses a 21-yard kick for the win. Like Donald Trump, you fired. Get out of here. Okay? Wrong. Out of here. Out of here. I, I, I think that's, like, there is something about, you know, these players pushing to get all this money for all this time you know, managing to convince the horde that is social media that they're being taken advantage of, even though they weren't, you better be ho- you better be careful what you ask for. Boom! Because now here. there's going to be caps. Yeah, now there's going to be caps on what the best players can make. All right, now uh, the, the you know, now you can get disciplined or fired or kicked off the team when you don't show. Remember, we played that clip for you a couple weeks back. Elaine Kiffin going nuts at a player kicking them off the team, that's going to be commonplace. There's going to be no room for bedside manner. You do your job or you're cooked. You're gone. When is this
2: nightmare
3: going to end?
1: Yeah, when is it? Our buddy Josh Pate spoke about this, and he says, look, there's going to be some uncomfortable conversations. Some teams that you know, some teams that you love are going to uh, be kicking rocks along the side.
4: I think we'll be okay. It's just that world's going to look a whole lot different. And figuratively, there will be casualties. There will be people. There will be universities. There will be programs that have to fall along the wayside uh, for the greater good of college athletics. But just remember, and I'll leave you with this, and I'm moving on to other things. Um, Remember this. A lot of people forcefully banged the drum for change in college athletics over the last decade. And it was done in the name of things like players' rights, and it was done in the name of many, many different things. And I was, I was okay with it, even if I didn't agree with it, because you know what? You can want whatever you want. You can fight for whatever you want to fight for. The thing that I kind of tried to say on the show is I may not get it in the moment, but I do understand you cannot get the changes that you're claiming you want consequence free. You know, if you have an action over here, there may be an equal and opposite reaction somewhere.
1: The words of one Josh Pay texter says, Mark, I'd invite you, but Diesel would have to come, too. Diesel's more than welcome to come. More than welcome. I didn't want to sign Diesel up to having to go to two and three Super Bowl parties and driving all over the upstate. Okay? It's not what most people want to do. But it is so much fun. Diesel, if you end up wanting to come out to these, man, just let me know, and we'll, I'll see you out there. Um it is so much fun. There's a rush behind like showing up at somebody's house that has no idea you're going to be there. It's I, I don't know, man. It's it's a hell of a lot of fun. And then, you know, people can't believe that you're actually there. Like people, "Hey, look, I said we would come. You know, if we get 30 invitations, we'll pick two or three. There's an 8 to 10% chance we'll come to yours." Right? It's, it's one, of our, uh, one of our favorite things to do, one of our, uh, one of our favorite promotions. Speaking of promotions, uh, Diesel and uh, Diddy will be undergoing a challenge of their own that I
2: will be the MC for yeah. coming up on Friday. You're going to want to stick and stay for that. Yeah, we're going to be doing this live on, on, on the YouTube stream. So you're going to want to, if you haven't already, you're going to want to go ahead and subscribe to the Fan Upstate YouTube channel. And we'll be doing this Friday over YouTube Guys, be
1: sure to check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. We've got the top five at five coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offside. It's Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate.